You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. My name is Jebe Edmonds, and welcome to the show today. Audre Lorde once said, without community, there's no liberation. And this sums up Houston White Jr.'s philosophy in his first debut titled book, Culture Making. Now, I love Target, like everybody else in the world. No, this is not a paid advertisement for Target. I was not paid by Target. I was doing my, you know, weekly errands. And I love how Target has really use their platform and their business for amplifying the voices of BIPOC people in their products, in their services, and really walking the walk, especially when we're talking about companies that say they want to diversify and make people feel included that they belong. You can actually see the action in Target and Target brands. And so doing my Sunday errands, just getting away from the kids, I stumbled across this book, Culture Making. My business, Jebek Cultural Consulting, is all about amplifying artists and authors in the BIPOC spaces and showing people in the majority culture that we do exist. And we have lots of things and insights and perspectives that help us open up the conversations in action, in moving into more positive change. And while I was shopping around, I love going to the book section, I stumbled upon this book called Culture Making, When Creative Entrepreneurship and Community Building Collide. This is by Minneapolis entrepreneur Houston White Jr. And this is his autobiography. He is a Renaissance man. Just to give you a background on Houston White Jr., this is from his website. He is the founder of Houston White Goods and Gathering Spaces, the Get Down Coffee Company, Fresh by Houston White, the Be the Change Golf Tournament, Camden Flats, and many other ventures. He is also the author of Culture Making, published by Penguin Random House in 2023, and the host of the Culture Making Podcast. So Houston is a designer, entrepreneur, author, and community leader, and he's dedicated to a more intercultural world, one creative act at a time, end quote. He loves showing his art and his influence of hip-hop culture that he was influenced by, by his family in the South, and moving into this space, growing up in the northern part of Minneapolis and starting, you know, several businesses and still connecting that cultural connections with the people in his neighborhood and always paying homage to them and knowing his people. And for me, who loves meeting people of all walks of life and who loves showcasing my own culture, this book really resonated for me. It was just like it was a beacon (laughs) when I was shopping to get this book. And this is such a motivational book. You don't have to be a person of BIPOC descent 
inheritance to resonate with this book. It's all about that human story, that human connection. And I really would love if Houston White Jr., um, give him my information because I would love to interview him on the Culture Curriculum Chat Podcast. See, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting myself out there. So hopefully we can connect because this book really walks you through his life. And even the first few pages, the forward is written by Brian Cornell, the chair and CEO of Target. And it talks about him meeting Houston for the first time. But Houston has his own barber shop, you know, in the heart of Minneapolis. And it talked about even the first few pages of right after the murder of George Floyd and having to stand on guard to protect his barber shop and his business. Also having to be that beacon of hope and that voice of the community. People came to him. Uh, leaders in Minneapolis, uh, Mayor Fry at the time, you know, sought him for advice of what we can do as a as a city, as a nation, to keep moving forward. I, I, I just this is just amazing. He, he's got chapters like baptized by fire, and just seeing things and people, you know, the looting and and national guards only a few miles away making headlines and and how talking about how North Minneapolis has been historically one of the most racially segregated underfunded areas in the city of Minneapolis and what it means to be a black man in America and answering those questions. I mean, I have dog-eared all of these pages in this book. I love that he's got his pictures in black and white. He's got quotes in here to just keep you going and how he started his building in refurbishing of old homes business to start. He started even talking about his journey in the barbershop world in in helping at his uncle's shop, sweeping the floors and in starting to cut hair himself and going back to barbershop school and then opening up his own shop in Minneapolis and and even his loyal customers by them and and seeing them growing up with their family and their kids and talking about the cultural significance of barbershops. I've talked about this in previous episodes of that black barbershop and you're not only just getting the service of getting your hair done, you're building a community. You get to have a real place of belonging and and getting to know your neighbors in a very vulnerable and open space where you are recognized, you're valued, you're seen. And then you walk around being your best self after you leave that barber chair, getting that fresh cut, having some laughs with your peers and joking with your community. And just seeing his world and his influences of Prince and, you know, seeing Prince being his full authentic self by race, culture, gender, sexuality, and seeing somebody also of being in Minneapolis, a Minneapolis man, and being on the world stage and how Houston got those influences there and by music, what he listens to. The women in his life, his mothers, his aunts, his uncles, you know, they all had 
milestones of influence for Houston to create and to be creative. He talked about how he would sketch things and write things down. The epitome of the culture of barbershop for African-Americans in particular. I just want you to hear what he wrote here. It's on page 56. He wrote, For people who have no other place to feel and no one else to share with, the shop is that space. Bring your stories, bring your feelings, bring your most authentic self. If everyone had that kind of space, we'd be living in a very different world. End quote. This sums up the culture that is the Black Barbershop. It also sums up the Black Beauty Salon, you know, of being your full authentic self. I mean, he talks about the love of his life when he met Denise and how they collaborated and created the businesses together hand in hand, who she was, the epitome of her and her love of art and culture and just full circle moments of what he did with his wife along his side. I am a huge fan of him talking about what Black excellence stands for, what that is defined, and him starting his own BE, Black Excellence Apparel line, and the Be the Change apparel line out of reference to Mahatma Gandhi of him saying, be the change you wish to see in the world. And paying homage to Mahatma Gandhi and continuing to have collaborations with lots of people, influences of designers and bridging the world over, collaborating with people across the pond. He was talking to about being creative is, in he quotes, a political act. If you build something people need and want to be a part of, that's your own political office. You can be the president of your own brand, the mayor of your own corner of your own city, and your brand campaign is your political campaign. He gives so many quotes of motivation of being your own authentic self, especially in the space of entrepreneurship. He talks more in depth about how your own authentic voice is your platform of politics. Even if you don't want to be political, you are being political. You are showing where your stance is and your values and your mission and your vision. I mean, that's politics 101. <laughs> I love how he talks about evolving his brand of being a barbershop owner to having a clothing line and the the inspiration of kind of a black urban preppy and his love of sports and golf and the lack of representation of black golfers and how he turned that into some positive change of having people in the community, black youth having golf tournaments and having a clothing line that symbolizes that. Having the inaugural Black Fashion Week when in Minneapolis. And it just, oh, there's so many good nuggets here of him creating his vibe of Africana and African-American culture and how he infuses that with visual art in his clothing, in even his barbershop of having 
art and black excellence literally in people that he holds dear that were his mentors on the walls of his barbershop. And like I said, reading this book, I could not put it down. He's got so many great facts about Black entrepreneurs and the level of access to networks. He started a whole networking platform for people of Black entrepreneurs to get together and talk. When we have had lack of opportunity to do, especially the last 20 years. Oh my gosh. I just, I don't want to give too much away of his story because I can't do it justice. But Houston is just right on that cusp of being huge, more than just Target, but a real global brand. And just continuing to showcase how he even collaborated with Target and the likes of the head of merchandising, his collaboration with Jill Sando, the chief of merchandising at Target at the time, how she was really influential in getting him into those spaces, the corporation of Target, and having meetings with the CEO of Target at his barbershop with other Black leaders in the Target corporation and talking about you know, why so many African-Americans in corporate America are leaving because the community in these corporations that are being served don't reflect them. They can't find that community in having him as that voice, the pulse of Minneapolis. Houston White was very candid in his candor of talking about the differences in how we can use our perspective in the corporate setting to continue to have that culture of belonging and how one person can really magnify the sense of belonging for a community is so very vital in moving this place forward. On page 125, he talks about how we're all made of different cultural fibers. And when we find some, we share. We begin to weave together, even while we bring our differences in life and perspective with us, that's how kinships and communities are formed. That's how revolutions are put in motion, end quote. Houston, I tell you, I am a huge fan already. This book has helped me in 2024 to really self-reflect of what tapestry I want to weave in my business to keep this revolution of cultural connections moving forward in my business and in my space here on the podcast. He is going to walk you through his trials, tribulations, his home runs, and his, and his lessons of how to pivot when things aren't working in your life, when things aren't working in your business. He talks about when taking one foot in front of the other in small steps when tragedy strikes and how you circle yourself around the people that are going to lift you up in full circle moments when you met Issa Rae had me in tears, y'all. And I want you to read this book so you understand why. I don't know if I would have done that in that moment, but oh, Houston, you did it. When he talks about the culture of people in 
the cultural business and business strategies. I'm going to have to write down and put in my journal and, of course, quote Houston. But this is another one that when you feel stuck, he talks about on page 153. When you find what moves you and create from that part of who you are, you can move the world. Maybe not the whole world, not at first, but your piece of it. Be that a place or an idea. And that I'm going to just put in my journal. And just when I'm feeling stuck, I'm going to keep that in my heart and keep moving forward of, you know, I have a place in this world. Might not be the whole world, but my place and what I can do to use my voice to keep moving forward. And the bonus, y'all, is he has a hustle journal to urge you to move forward, reader, to write down in your journal these prompts. And these prompts are deep. You know, he has this hustle journal in homage to the late Nipsey Hustle. And seeing how Nipsey was not only a rapper, he was a creator and a creator of looking into how he at the time could lean into helping his community in the Crenshaw neighborhood of Los Angeles move forward and to magnify them in a positive space. He talks more about Nipsey Hussle's drive of creating a technology educational space in his neighborhood of Crenshaw and using that to move his culture and his people forward. And so this Hustle Journal, towards the end of Houston White's book, talks about pillars of self-exploration, your creative practice, how you can make a difference, and your real impact. And I'm going to use these prompts for the rest of 2024 to keep me focused, keep my eyes on my prize, and continue that self-reflection of my own journey. And that's one of my biggest mantras for you all when you're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, space, and social justice. What is your own self-reflective practice? And this is a book that I want you to continue to get. It's only sold at Target. Like I said, my disclaimer, I am not paid by Target for this book. I'm just a big fan of Target anyway, but just randomly shopping and looking at the book section and his face on this book, his look in his eyes, Houston White Jr.'s look in his eyes of contentment, but also I feel in that picture him thinking, what's next for Houston White Jr.? What can I do to continue to create and build for not just my community in North Minneapolis, but for the world. I highly recommend you getting his book, Culture Making When Creative Entrepreneurship and Community Building Collide by Houston White Jr. Huge, huge fan of your work already. I cannot wait to continue to support your work, Houston White Jr. And my question for you folks is to think about what can you do in your corner of your world, of where you're standing? How can you? Make your political platform of social justice and change move your people forward in your space. Thank you so very much. Please share this episode with your culture friends. 
who want to create that positive change in their lives as well as the lives of others. A lot of us think about, oh, Jeb, I'm only one person. How can I create positive change in my neighborhood, in my scope of where I am? And trust me, it is possible. It is so possible. I look forward to you tuning back in here same time next week. Thank you so very much. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.